there was hope for me, there's hope for you. Prompted from an article entitled, The Worst Things I Did As a Kid. These are some of the shocking things I did when I was a kid. Maybe it'll explain a lot. My dad bought me a slingshot. What was he thinking, right? And I took a BB and shot a hole in their large bedroom dresser drawer mirror. When he gave me his old jackknife, I brilliantly decided to carve a three-inch gash in the front of the Oaks TV cabinet. And there was the time I shut the gas valve off for the furnace. I got a belt whipping for that one. One of the most frightening things to me, though, to this very day, is the time I got a steak knife and went downstairs where our Weimaraner was. He didn't like to stay in the basement, so he would come to the top of the steps and scratch the door up. So when he went up the stairs this day, I told him no, but he went anyway. I walked up behind him and buried that steak knife in his backside right up to the handle. Dad found a bloody t-shirt in the basement, but he didn't whip me for that one. Maybe he was scared to. It may be the hurt of the past, the anger over the present, or the fear of the future. But life's hard times are like messages in a bottle that go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. They are God's way of saying, you need me. Today, Pastor Hardika shares about the fact that he needed a lot of those messages. Like most kids, I would often do the opposite of what I was told. Don't touch the stove burner when it's red, my mom said. One day I saw the nice bright red burner and put my whole palm down on it. But only once. I also still remember the day I drank some furniture polish from a bottle left on the floor. The doctor said to just put some newspapers on the floor and let him puke it out. I still remember those papers on the floor to this day. I also remember too well the day my friend and I sat in the gravel driveway saying every swear word we could think of and laughing and throwing rocks at the garage door until the windows broke out. I think it was about this time that my therapist would have quit. One day, I didn't show up after school. We walked about a mile home, and on the way was a stream deep in the woods where we often played in the summer. This winter day, after the stream had flooded and froze over, the water level dropped about five feet and froze over again. It created a tunnel under the ice that we played in on the way home. I didn't fall through and drown, but it was dangerous. Then there were a number of trees I fell out of, once onto a white picket fence and another time onto a sharp stump, but I wasn't just a danger to myself. One day I decided to make a zip gun out of some small pipe. I got a firecracker and the end of a screw as a bullet and tested it out. It worked too well. I shot a hole in the neighbor's house, but I never got caught. I guess that growing up with a bunch of other neighbor boys my age and living near rivers and woods, I learned to be an adventurer. There are the adult stories of sitting on a rattlesnake, crossing a mountain valley on a rusty cable with my bare hands until all the skin of my palms rubbed off or going to Russia and having to face down violent gangs on more than one occasion and being threatened by gangs in more than one city in the U.S. I've had many encounters with bears, wolves, and even moose. And then, raising three girls. Yikes. Mike Warnke once said, I'm not suffering from brain damage, I'm enjoying it. I guess I relate. 
One day, for reasons I still don't know, I decided to race through the intersection on my bike without looking. As I went through, I heard the sound of an oncoming car. It was Dad. I don't remember the consequences of that one. But I do remember that just a few feet from where this happened, across the street from the now Grandma's Restaurant in Virginia, my older friend swung a pitchfork at me and the metal barbs came loose from the handle and stuck in my foot. I don't know what my dad did about the hole I punched in the wall in the second house we lived in in Virginia, but I do remember the first day we moved to town. My cousin and I built a fire in the fireplace in the basement. By the time my dad and uncle came home from the local public sauna, the fire department had already arrived. The fire was contained to the basement, and my cousin and I took a very long walk. I can't psychoanalyze why. Maybe it was the excitement or perhaps just the narcissism of being a goofy kid. Most of the things that I'm describing happening while I was in fourth grade or younger. But I also turned into a little liar and a thief. Shoplifting was not to be left out of the skills on my tool belt, but that soon stopped when I got caught. My dad caught me too, and to this day, I feel the sting of his disappointment with me. That was worse punishment than the infamous belt. But while Dad raised me with the belt, Mom raised me with the Bible. Thankfully, the result was finally a turnaround. Without the intervention of God in my life, I wouldn't still be married, I wouldn't have kids, and very possibly would be in jail or worse. I did run away from home, twice, once into the military and the other time into the ministry. Both left scars and included some regrets, but also both brought meaning and change to a pretty screwed-up childhood. When I remember where I came from, it also makes it much more reasonable to have patience and understanding when others screw up. I don't remember if I did it in anger or not, but I did knock my dad out one time. We were standing in the garage, and he told me to open the door. It was so heavy that I tried as hard as I could to lift, and I Pushed it up faster than I thought. The top panel came off the railings in the back, swung down and hit my dad in the back of the head and knocked him out of the garage. Through it all, Dad still said that I was the best thing that ever happened to him. And I happened a lot. When I was learning to drive, one day we were coming back from a fishing trip. Just as it started to rain, I saw a goose crossing the road in front of a bridge. The next thing I knew, the boat and trailer was flying by the driver's window. Trying to avoid the bird, we wound up sliding sideways through the bridge as the trailer jackknifed and wrapped around the car. I think he drove the rest of the way home. I used to tease my kids that by the time I was in fourth grade, I had a part-time job driving truck. They never really believed me, but I did have a run-in with a dump truck. I was about to run out into the street in front of it when my dad stopped me with his unbelievably loud whistle. He saved my life that day, and I once saved his life as well. I saved him from me. He was teaching me how to hunt and had bought me a Mossberg bolt-action 410 shotgun. I remember a time walking behind him and I raised up the gun, took the safety off and put my finger on the trigger. I still don't know why, but it does remind me again. Thank God that my mother raised me with the Bible. When kids grow up knowing there is a God to come to terms with, they also learn that they have a life purpose. With that comes a sense of personal value that 
Though we often defile our value with sins and pain and heartbroken experiences, there is someone bigger than us that can put meaning and direction into our lives. Most times, God puts people in our lives to help us on the path He has chosen for us. For me, it was my wife. When she came along, all of my ambition was focused on our new family. Where I used to be mediocre, I excelled. Where I was living for myself, now I was living for another. The military gave me discipline, and the ministry gave me purpose. My many faults became my awareness that I needed to get right with God and that I needed a Savior. Many people don't think they need what some call the crutch of Christianity, but obvious faults helped me know that, though some seem to get through this life without faith in Jesus Christ, no one will get through the call of eternity without faith in the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. In all things, God is working for the good, especially the hard things of life, to bring us to the place of knowing we all need the Lord. Frankly, one of the worst things people do in their hard times is look for earthly solutions alone when God is sending them a message that there is quickly coming a day when no power on earth can help them. When God changes the heart of a man, he touches the root of human problems and prepares him for eternity along the way. Through it all, I've learned that the past need not define who we are or where we are headed. When this life rattles your cage, it usually means that God is sending you a message. Build the bridge to a relationship with Him now, while you have time. There will come a day when you'll be glad you did.